ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to this special one-on-one -on -one edition of Chasing Descent Live. I'm hoping to do at least one of these a month. Tonight's guest is self-confessed ex-conspiracy theorist Brent Lee, host or co-host of Some Dare Call It Conspiracy podcast, and to many, an all-round Twitter menace. So I thought we would... <laughs> Oh, he likes that one. You like that, do you? So I thought I'd, <laughs> I thought I'd bring him in. I thought we need to have a discussion with this man. We need to get to the get to the bottom of who you are, why you are um, doing what you do, and um, like I said previously, we could end up contentious on some issues. But I believe, and we like to tell our audience that. Um, the only way to come to any kind of common ground with people you may disagree with on on some things is to talk to them and have a conversation and see if you can find a middle ground because let's face it nobody knows everything nobody's right about everything and so you know if we don't have these conversations the world really can't move forward so that's my belief and i hope you know you share that belief and with that introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us how you've come to be where you are okay so i am brentley um i guess a, a twitter menace <laughs> um yeah i'm host of some dare call it conspiracy i'm a former conspiracist of 15 years uh from 2003 to 2018 i was pretty much a very hardcore conspiracy theorist or conspiracist as I like to call it, I do think there's a difference between a conspiracy theorist and a conspiracist. Right. I think this kind of gets a bit confused sometimes because of, you know, you only have a certain amount of characters on Twitter. Yeah. And, and basically a conspiracist is like, it's your whole worldview that this, this whole world is run by a conspiracy, by the grand conspiracy, a new world order, Illuminati style mm -hmm. conspiracy, basically, you know, and that's like eventually why I started to believe it. You know, I, I, when I first got into it, I didn't believe all that, you know, but eventually I started to believe certain things that you could probably say was like a prototype for QAnon, Pizzagate, that sort of stuff. Cause I was into the whole, uh, you know, let, let me just interrupt you there. Satanics, etc. Go, go for it. I'll be up front with you right here and right now. We think that QAnon and Pizzagate is the biggest LARP going. We really do over Good. here. It, yeah. is, it is, and and we've always found it just a meme, really. We found it really funny. Um, maybe that's yeah. not the right way to think about it. I don't know, but we, we've always we've always said QAnon, you know, trust the plan. What bloody plan? Who's got a bloody plan? You know, it's, yeah. it is ridiculous. Yeah, totally. It, it is ridiculous. But I'm talking about the ideas that it's built upon. So not necessarily the the Trump is the hero kind mm. of aspects of it, the trust the plan, the, yeah. the actual QAnon thing, but the, the beliefs that were like used to build QAnon, that elite pedophile uh, satanic cult that yeah. kind of runs the world, the Illuminati essentially, the whole, you know, all the Illuminati videos that you can see on on YouTube, like Jay Z with the triangle and all that sort of stuff. Oh you know, my God! You know, you know. Once again, we sit there and we take the piss out of that all the time. We go, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, but it is, it is, it is ridiculous. It but is. The thing is, see, we, this can go on to why I talk about it now. 
yeah because so many people do believe in it and that really extreme conspiracism is dangerous like it does cause problems and that's the thing that i'm trying to talk about but that's the thing that i i kind of relate to because of having that conspiracist like ideology feeling like the entire world was like run through this conspiracy and i feel like it that stuff is evolved from what the truther community that i was a part of like became yeah okay so that's the thing that i'm generally talking about and then i get attacked by normal conspiracy theorists who are people who just believe in say one conspiracy theory yeah or just believe in like you know let's let's take the world economic forum for for example right yeah there's some dodgy shit going on there but just because i'm like attacking them for i'm attacking like the ridiculous conspiracy stuff you know and and some people seem to think i'm attacking any criticism of it you know so okay so i'm trying to talk about conspiracism and the really extreme beliefs that's why i'm trying to use my own story and my journey like as a vehicle to talk about this so i you know one one of the main reasons that that i really want to talk to you is because i've spent spent the last three years being called this being called a conspiracist being called a conspiracy theorist and i thought uh, if if this is your area of expertise uh, uh, maybe you could uh, you could assess and see whether or not you think i am first of all or that we are uh, uh, and second of all I do kind of want to push back because it does seem, and maybe it's the way you come across sometimes, I don't know, but it does seem that you've almost fallen too far the other way, if you get what I mean. So you really do now heavily trust in official narratives and in people like uh, you've worked with before, Mariana Spring, who I have you know, my own contention with, because I will tell you up front, you know, I don't believe that her and her, um, her verified initiative are any better, to be honest. I think that they're just the other side of the coin because there, there is no single source of truth. The conspiracists, as you would call them, don't hold the truth in their hand and neither does BBC Verify or Mariana Spring. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you, I'll be upfront. The reason that I have an, a problem with this person as a whole is because uh, I live streamed her with 12,000 people watching my live stream on Twitter, hiding in an alleyway and lying about how many people were at a protest. And uh, 12,000 people watched that through my live stream. And I did that's firsthand. So this is why I don't trust them same as I don't trust these so-called conspiracists. I sit somewhere in the middle. And maybe by the end of this conversation, I can challenge you to question maybe the way you look at things now, just like the way you looked at things then, and see if you can come to a maybe a not a realization, but maybe 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 we can come out of this with some kind of middle ground where we agree that none of these people hold the truth, really. Yeah, I, I would say, look, I don't 100% like just straight out the gate trust the BBC, like, yeah, <laughs> or or the mainstream media. I, I just, I don't like, I come from this like conspiracist mindset, all right? And it was all running through my mind when I was working with Mariana or doing this interview with her. Yeah. Like, are they going to stitch me up? Are they going to like try and make me look bad? Are they going to do this? Are they going to do that? Like, 
you know, I had all this stuff going through my head and I was like thinking to myself, like, are you an idiot for trusting these people? Mm. Like, you know, you know, there's been cover-ups, you know, there's all this stuff that's been going on for many, many years. Like, yeah. Like, you know, are you sure here? So, you know, the thing is, is like, with that is I wanted to speak to the seven, seven survivor. Right. And I thought, let's go for it. I, I want to, cause I wanted to confront like, uh, I always say it's like, so did you think in seven, 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 seven was real? Or did you think it was fake when you were in your conspiracist mindset? Cause I'll tell you, I was in Labrick Road from seven, seven. I was there. Yeah. I saw okay. it happen. Yeah. <laughs> so I used to believe in false flags. Right. Okay. Not hoaxes. The hoax narrative doesn't come along till 2012. Yeah. Right. In 2005, when 7-7 occurred, that was um, the false flag narrative was going around. So the terrorists were, you know, operatives, essentially. Yeah. Or, or patsies, you know, and the bombs actually did happen and people were killed. And that was why I was so pissed off. Mm. To me, our government killed our civilians. Okay. They killed our citizens on our street. And I wanted to expose that. Yeah. So that was like my like cons- my my belief in that conspiracy. There wasn't really nothing crazy about it until a few years. I started to believe like more about the ritual sort of side of it, and then I started to think, oh, maybe if nine eleven was a ritual, then seven seven might have been a ritual. Let me look into that kind of stuff. But I was like very very political, secret society sort of conspiracist. Yeah. From say two thousand three to two thousand seven or eight. When I start kind of becoming a bit more so let religious me, with my let me ask you a question. Uh, let me ask you a question whilst we're on this topic. Do you still believe at yeah. all that false flags exist? Um, I, I do. I do think so, but I don't think like many of the conspiracy ones are. Like I, because you know, so seven seven one of the one of eleven are one of the very famous false flags that seems to have been verified and confirmed is obviously the Bay of Tonkin, which sparked the Vietnam War. Yeah. And that turned out to be yeah. a false flag. So these things do happen, and I'm not saying that... that hey, I don't know what happened to the pipeline. All right? I don't know what happened to the pipeline. <laughs> that yeah. could be a false flag, bro. I, I don't know. I agree. You I know, agree. I'm, I'm happy to say I don't know a lot of the time. But I mean, when, when I it comes to the pipeline... something out... Then I, was, I want to talk about it. I was going to say, when it comes to the pipeline, uh, I I like to go back to Occam's Razor. And Occam's Razor is obviously the simplest solution is usually the most obvious one. And when you have the President of the United States saying there won't be a Nord Stream 2 on TV and that we will be able to do that, I mean, there's an Occam's Razor uh, answer there, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, now, I'm yeah. not... I'm not I, I, and again, I'm not a, fan of, not a fan of Biden or nothing like that, man. I'm just... Oh, oh. A bigger critic of Trump, you know. Same with like with Boris. Like I'm a I'm a I'm not, I'm, I'm no fan of Keir, but I'm a huge fucking critic of Boris. I'm oh, a huge believe, fucking critic of believe me, like, so are the we. Tories. So but, are but we. I'm not a fan like of the other side either. But it's just like I, I always think of this metaphor: you can either have shit on your face or shit in your hand. So yeah. I'd rather have shit in my hand to be honest. No, yeah. But there's I... only two options at the minute. But we can change this. We can change it and have a better like voting system in this country. Do you know what me, me, and me and John, um, when we do chasing descent, we always say it's not the 
the the parties because the parties are just two sides of two cheeks of the same arse, two sides of the same coin. Because let's face it, you vote for Labour, you get the same. Does your life get better? No, it doesn't. You then vote for the Tories. Does your life get better? No, it doesn't. It's the system itself that's broken. And it's the system itself that needs to change, because until that happens, we will just continue to live in this state of perpetual misery, I believe. I don't think, you know, Keith and Labour are going to make it any better. I really don't. No. Um, but, but I think they make it a little bit more tolerable. Well, <laughs> that's all. Perhaps, perhaps. But um, we're not we're not fans of the I mean, I think you could even use the term anarchist. We are not fans of the idea of big government at all. Small, small, small government, if if at all. But I, I would say, you know, they've encroached and encroached and encroached and encroached. And, and that can lead us on. And we have to be kind of careful how we approach this next situation because of the platform we're on. But the last three years and, you know, there have been a lot. There's been a lot sparked from the last three years and i'm i'm sure i'm sure you've seen it um now i personally up front i ended up personally involved within what they called the freedom movement and that's simply as a spectator really i got to know a lot of these people i got to know piers corbyn and i got to know a lot of these people um i didn't necessarily believe what they believed but what i did believe was that the mainstream media were not showing what was happening these tens if not hundreds of thousands of people walking through the streets of london so some of us had to put our cameras up and show it ourselves um but there there is a lot that that's come out of the last three years that some of it has turned out to be true that was labeled conspiracy to begin with and some of it is just absolute nonsense. Like I'll give you one that's nonsense, and I know there's some people in my chat that will hate on me for this, but the 5G stuff, come on. Right now, yeah. we are streaming this show on 5G. Right now. Just let you know, I love it. I think it's convenient. I do. I absolutely love it. Yeah. But what do you think personally sparked a lot of what we saw over the last three years and do you think um a lot of what's come out of it is dangerous or do you think people should be allowed to believe what they want um yeah like let's just be blunt i think it's dangerous so i do think messing with people's health is dangerous and like, this is why I'm speaking out. Like, okay, look, I started speaking out in 2021. Yeah. Um, like, six months after the attempted insurrection. And basically, over the... the from, from the beginning of 2020 till then, mm -hmm. I watched how people were being manipulated. Yeah. Like through through conspiracy theories essentially okay we, we can let's 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 be let me let me be clear okay let's talk about like how i'm uh, i was talking about QAnon earlier yes now conspiracism was used to like mobilize trump's supporters okay and i watched it happen because i know that talk i know this language 
you know, yeah. I know what's being said. I, think, I, I, I know what he's talking about. The whole cha- change to deep state and that sort of language. It's like he's talking about the Illuminati, man. What's going on? You know, that was a really dangerous situation, what he was able to do by spreading absolute freaking lies and having Mike Flynn and other people like that also spreading all these like dangerous lies basically okay. to control people. And I think if you're controlling people through lies, that's fucked up. That's dangerous. Yeah, but isn't right? that what... And they were doing the same thing with, like, the medicine. I was going to say to you, isn't, you know, that, that, isn't that what sickness. every government in history does, is control their population essentially through lies? Um, mm. Let's not... Tr- let, I, I mean, I don't trust government there's there's a difference between doing something and then like lying about it and then there's a difference between like actually propaganda you know yeah or a conspiraganda as i call it they're using conspiracy theories as propaganda to to control people to make them like to get to gain power essentially but isn't that and any government that does that sort of thing is screwed up but isn't that what our government did from for matthew parker street with the behavioral insights team for example isn't that exactly what they did um yes and yeah absolutely like uh, you know they they they, and they they did and they did it with brexit as well they pumped out this propaganda do this to control the population to tell the population to stay in their homes um a lot of the propaganda they pumped out was let's face it bullshit and it's been proved to be bullshit down the line and i think that anybody okay, but it was a novel virus wasn't it like that's how i look at it it's like something come on the scene we don't know what's going on lots of people are dying from pneumonia in the first place now it's really spreading we need to be careful because we don't know what's going to happen and i think as crap as it was it was still the right decision to make but i don't think our government did it correctly See, I don't I, think they, they didn't lock down early enough okay. you know, to actually stop anything. I think they were just doing what they what they had to do because of public pressure, not because of. Um, do you know what? Like you're absolutely in, you're, or anything like that. You're absolutely entitled to believe that. First of all, I completely disagree with you, but you're absolutely entitled to believe what what you believe. I believe, if I'm completely honest with you, um, I have to be careful how I say this, but if you look at the global data, which is available, there's no correlation between restrictions and effectiveness uh, globally. There never has been. People look to, they say to me, look, look to New Zealand or Australia. They're the exception, not the rule. And also, when you look at those same countries, the second that they um, that they just had their massive hits, they just moved them down the line because nature's inevitable. As far you know, it is inevitable. We can't stop nature with policy. We've never been able to stop nature with policy. And I think, as um, a qualified uh, economist, what we did and the current struggle that people are going through, I predicted on day one. Um, and and th- these are the reasons that I spoke out. Also, in the unique position of being disabled and having problems and having problems with my immune system, uh, I didn't like the fact, and the elderly didn't like the fact as well, because I spoke to a lot of them, that people just sort of told us to shut up and do as we were told and they would speak for us. Nobody asked us what we wanted. 
Nobody asked us if we wanted to be protected. Nobody asked us if we wanted people to, you know, um, if we wanted people to lose their livelihoods, lose their jobs, lose their businesses in our name, because it was in our name. It was it was in the name of people who were vulnerable. And most people who were asked would have said, no, you know, we don't want the young and especially the kids to suffer on our behalf. And, you know, when we look at it, I've spoke to a scientist called Mark Changizi in the United States, and he said something that was very poignant. And it was, they did evil, but they did it with the best intentions. And they thought they were doing something right when they did it, but still it was evil. And that's how, you know, I don't look at it as a conspiracy or anything like that. I just look at it as people who had no idea what they were doing and did evil for the best intentions in their mind. But it's still, look at the absolute devastation of the country around us because of what they did. It's going to be the, 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 the cure is going to be worse than the disease. The roll-on effect, um, I will give you an example. The government was handed... A document from Warwick University on day, pretty much day one, right at the beginning, that told them the the fallout from these restrictions would probably be 500,000 avoidable deaths due to economic situation, due to our NHS going up the, you know, closing down many departments and just focusing on this one thing. And still, they thought with they, despite the fact they had this information on their desk. They still went ahead, and like like we've spoken about before, like I said, they went ahead with the best intentions because they thought they were doing something right. But unfortunately, we now have to deal with it. And like you said, you know, you're perfectly welcome to have that opinion. Yeah, I think I think um, yeah, I don't think you're like totally far off. I think we're both kind of we both think the government have balls this up. And, and it's more to do with their incompetence rather than them being actual. I mean, they wanted to be seen people. to be. They wanted They're to be seen to be doing something. They wanted to be seen yeah. as heroes. They wanted to be seen as doing something. Um, so there's a common ground. You know, what I mean, there is a common ground here. There, there is, but there is a like even I, in a disagreement. Even, even in a disagreement, I think we both have the same fundamental center so we both know exactly what they did but but the thing is like i said it was done in our name it was done in the name of disabled people it was done in the name of elderly people it was done in the name of the vulnerable and and yet nobody stopped to ask any of us what we wanted or yeah, but my partner is vulnerable yeah and she was happy to do it no, but the thing you know, is like we all we've all got anecdotes at the end of the day absolutely and we all know people who who were affected or who weren't affected. I know someone who works in an elderly people's home and not a single person died from the medicine. Yeah. You know? No. But he saw plenty die from the disease. Yeah. Like, so we all have, like, our antidotes. Of I mean, when I say the cure is worse than the disease, you know? when I, say, I don't mean the medicine. I mean... I mean the restrictions, right? Because I really don't want to get into right. a conversation about a medicine. Because personally speaking because we're on youtube <laughs> well it's not just that personally speaking there's a lot of what people say that i just don't agree with and and that's on the quote unquote 
freedom time. There's a lot of people. You know, for example, I, I will say this: every five minutes, you see a t you see a tweet: sudden death, sudden death. Look, this must no. What are you talking about? What do you people die every yeah. day in this country? Sixteen hundred people die a day, roughly, um, and they die from anything. And people die suddenly all the time now some of them could be related to that but you need people need to stop saying every single one of them is because if you do that right and you want to make a serious serious argument about this being dangerous um you're losing the argument by doing that because you are you're just over exaggerating and over hyping and and that's just my opinion yeah, totally. Because, you know, if there is merit in what people say, and I believe there could be some merit in what these people say, people need to start um, looking into these things. I mean, that bloody Stu Peters film. Don't even get me stuck. I think Stu Peters is a nut job, and I'm quite <laughs> happy to say that on YouTube. I think he's a nut job. Um, I, I, I do. Uh, RCW says two BBC journalists. To, to, more common ground well well and as rcw points out in our chat two bbc journalists did pass away verified to be the medicine um and and that's a fact and and like i said these things are happening they are real but are they happening on the scale that people want you to believe i don't know i just don't know but um but this is why I was happy to like come on and speak to you because like you know you're you're much more reasonable than a lot of the people that I deal with on Twitter every day. Well, I get like, called an anti-vaxxer see... all the time, and I don't know. I don't get that. I just don't get that because I've my stance. No, you do seem much more reasonable than the people that deal with me every day. Like they are absolutely not reasonable at all. You've seen how they've the things that they say, the, the conclusions they jump to the straw men that they build against some of the things I say. Like, yeah. But you're not like that. That's why like, Hey man, yeah, I'm happy to come and come and chat with you. you know? Well, like Anyone I said, it's like that is like, I, I'm happy to chat. Like I said at the beginning of this. And like I said to you, when I first reached out to you, there is likely to be contention, but I believe we can do it in a civil way. I believe we can have conversations and disagreements in a civil discourse. And I've always believed that because you know, with our words, we can actually move forward. I mean, free speech and the ability to speak and the ability to have these conversations is how the world progresses, is how the world advances. And without that, um, what, what do you have? And do you know what? This is a worry I have. And uh, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to be rude, right, at all. So a worry I have is that in attacking, I don't know if you would you would agree with that term, but but in in attacking these people that believe the way uh, you would say conspiracism, it feels to them anyway, and you know from the outside looking in, that people are like yourself and Miss Spring and others are simply trying to shut down the free speech of others. And that charge has been made at you several times. I know that. Also, people call you, um, I, I, and, and this is something I want to put to you, and, and I'm going to laugh about it because I don't believe it's true. But people call you a, what, what do they call you? They call you like a security services asset or, or something like that. Um, I'll put that charge to you and I'll let you answer it and I'll let you answer it honestly. But do you see my point? 
where it could definitely seem like you are trying to shut down the free speech of others. I don't really think so. I think I'm challenging it. Oh, oh wow. I'm, I'm trying to challenge it. Like I, I you know, I've, I've offered to do more debates. I held, I held that debate with um, Professor Cahill and um, Graham Bartley. You know, I yeah. held a live Twitter debate because I want to have, I want these conversations to, to be, to be had. I want um, conspiracy theories and stuff like that to be like uh, examined properly, like so people can see exactly what they're like. I know some people don't like it because I platform bad ideas. You know, that's that's what I the other side that I deal with the people that aren't conspiracists. Yeah, they don't like what I'm doing because they think I'm platforming bad ideas. But the thing is, I'm, I want to I think we should have this discussion. Yeah. Because I was a conspiracist, I did believe in it so much, and I felt the same. I felt like everyone was trying to shut us down, that they didn't want to have this conversation, you know. And of course, I get a bit get a bit rude on Twitter sometimes, but it's normally when someone comes to me being a dick. Like I don't care what you're into. I don't care what you believe. If you're if you believe a conspiracy theory or anything, I don't really have like an opinion on what type of person you are. Right. The only time I have an opinion on what type of person you are is if you come at me and you're a dick. And that's when I'm a dick back to you. Or I might just laugh. But other other than that, sometimes I just I probably might be a dick, you know. But it's just Twitter. Like when I have these conversations, like I'm not that guy. Like, <laughs> you know, if um on the podcast, I'm I'm not that guy. Other right. interviews, I'm not that guy. It's just it's just Twitter and it's a lot of the time it's just because like someone has come across some argument that I'm having with someone, you know, I generally don't pick on random believers. Right. Unless they come on my channel. If they come on my account and they said something to me, part of the thing I'm doing, because you asked me like, what is it that I'm trying to do? Yeah. And part of it, of what I'm trying to do is show my journey from going into the rabbit hole to coming out. So all the people that attack me are part of the journey. They're part of showing the rest of the world. This is what happens when you leave this community. Yeah. Like these people will do this and that. So I'm just trying to, I'm just showing that. That's the only time like it's a random person. Generally, so I will tell I will, you. Like retweet, um, so, sorry, retweet some influencers. Yeah. Like Mahatra or other people that like have since blocked me. So I can't retweet them and I have to get screenshots, but that's generally what I'm doing. I, I try to go for the, for I punch up, you know, I punch him down. Like, uh, okay. I, I, I don't think that's fair. I, I mean, I, I will say my personal experience, people who run in your normal circles and the, you know, like Graham Botley and people like that have personally uh, heavily attacked me over, over the last couple of years. And Oh yeah. Hey, the, the mutton crew are absolutely savage. Yeah. And they've, they've but people on the other side are savage too. Like, like we can't, we, you know, that's, that, that's, that is how it is. Unfortunately, it's not like that on Twitter and it's not fair. It's not cool to like, just rip on people. Like I, I have said it before about the Monk crew. You guys are fucking savage. And sometimes you should chill the fuck out. Well, you know, uh, you don't need to be like this. Well, it's, it's not just that. Um, and, and this is a charge I will put against them is, is they invent a version of somebody in their head. That's not real. And then they go after that person. Me, for example, the views I'm expressing to you right now are the views I have always expressed. I have always been this way. I have always, all I have ever done is stand up for the idea of freedom, 
free choice and the ability for people to make their own choices and that comes to the medicine i'm not i don't stand here screaming people shouldn't take the medicine i, t I say to people you know you've got your own mind you've got your own body look at the data from not just the mainstream sources but from other sources as well uh collate everything bring it together and then make your own decision about what is best for your body uh, i believe people should never have been excluded from society for and you know what i'm talking about with that um for for making a decision to the contrary but then again i would not even i would not dare criticize somebody who made a decision to take it i think people should be able to make their own choices and i also believe that that nobody has a right to know as someone who takes a heavy amount of medication on a daily basis what medication is coursing through your system at any one time i believe people should have been able to choose whether or not to uh, let's say cover their faces and the evidence is out on that and has been for 40 years before this by the way when it and um and and I, all i wanted people to the only message i've ever given people is that there's 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 quite a bit of lying going on here and once again we'll say evil for the best intentions in my opinion and in the opinion of others i've spoken to and and also you should make your own choice and for that you know these people came down on me hard and made up a version of me calling me a conspiracy theorist calling me far right i'm a fucking lefty excuse my language <laughs> uh, it actually says little hippie on my shirt and that's true i'm a bloody tree hugger right and I, and I always have been. I'm a, I'm a disabled man with disabled child, another child, and, and a wife. And, you know, I'm autistic as well, and so is my son. And those things made our mental health a lot worse, shall we say. And, and, and it got to the point where I just turned around and I said, look, I can't do this. I need to be able to make my own choices. And everybody else, uh, as a person with agency, should be able to make that choice. And let's let's talk about shielding, for example, right? People should have been able to choose to do that. If you wanted to do that and you wanted to get the furlough, fill your boots. If you didn't, you should have been able to fill your boots, right? And am I saying people shouldn't have been careful? No, of course people should have been careful, but people should have been able to make their own choices. And it's... it's people own businesses, so, you know, people own their own businesses and they get to make those choices of who they get to let into the shop or not and who hmm. like might hurt their customers and you know, it, it, it's way bigger than that isn't it like <laughs> well i i i don't know i mean i'll give you an example my my podcast partner john he owned a gym right well he still owns a gym but he owned, he owned two gyms and yeah he, i know where, no, i know where you're going now with this yeah totally he he but, but for he, the audience please explain so what he what he did what what they did was they um they opened their gym during these restrictions to one person at a time that one person did not face to face meet a member of staff they were put in a separate room the one person could go into an empty room do a workout and leave then all of the equipment was sanitized the police shut them down for that do you not think that's insane yeah, look, the other thing is, though, look, I'm a music producer. I've been in the music scene for, like, 25 years. I'm a musician. Rock on, exactly. Like, I know how bad, like, that industry was hurt. Yeah. The live music industry, all of that. I, I get it. I get it. Totally get it. There, I'm blaming the government. 
they should have helped the, the companies that need that. Because if they're going to do this to the country, mm -hmm. then they need to provide the help. However, but I think this could have been done better, but it, it wasn't. You okay, know, it, so it wasn't, and I ain't sticking up for them for that. I think they did. I think they executed the whole thing very poorly, but they should have done it. So what I would say so to that, what I would say to that is, um, uh, this is financials are my area of expertise, um, and what we did to create the furlough was essentially quantitative easing. Um, I don't know if you know what quantitative easing is, but it's the printing of money. And the way the economy works is that there is a base value within the economy. And no matter how much money you print, that base value never changes. So the more money we flood into the system, the less each pound that already is in the system is worth. And thus we create hyperinflation. And thus we are in the situation we are now where a one pound pack of chips down tesco's frozen chips now cost two pound fifty um it's you know what we need right great reset but not in the way that they want right <laughs> no <laughs> but uh, i'm joking everybody i'm joking i don't i don't support that either <laughs> like i don't but but the point yeah. i make here is you know an argument was made um and uh, an argument was made by people on, on, I would say, your side of the aisle, that was uh, you're choosing between money and, and life. And what people don't understand is an economy is not money. An economy is, is life, essentially, because let's just take closing the pub. Let's take closing the pub. So when you close the pub, you don't just affect the pub. What you do is you affect the delivery drivers that deliver the beer. You, you affect the people that bottle the beer. Yeah. You affect the people that, that make the labels. Uh, all the way back to growing hops in the field. And that's what an economy is. It's loads of little cogs working to keep the machine going. And when you start pulling cogs out of the machine, you see a collapse. And that's where we are now. And the government knew this was going to happen. So this is... Um, <laughs> uh, my partner is actually in the chat. He says Brent is right. We do need a reset, but it's a system reset. Um, yeah, I agree. It, it's not, you know, we do need to fix this. Like, need to change what's going on. Totally. Yeah, we do. Um, and and as as someone who sticks up for it, is a proponent of free choice. Um, watching the watching and and who knows how the economy works. Watching the system collapse in real time was the biggest unfortunate I told you so that I think I've ever had to give. Um, and I'm worried that it is going to cause, you know, just from, I'd say, inequality, poverty that's been created, um, far more death in the long run. Because let's take the nhs for example and, and john makes a point here he says ten thousand pubs per permanently closed in 2020 and that's roughly right um that's ten thousand pubs not paying into the tax system how are we meant to fund an nhs if we are destroying all of those businesses so that's another you know another angle we were talking about saving the nhs while systematically destroying the way we pay for it so <laughs> it's mm. It's 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 a tough one, and I don't think, like I said at the beginning, I don't think either of us have the right all the right answers. I really don't. Um, I I, I think that that a lot of what you say has merit. I do, 
uh, but then in the same time, I believe a lot of what I ha I say has merit. Um, Adam says the 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 pandemic turned the NHS into a uh, treatment service only, delaying essential treatments in the process, and that's also true. You know, we're looking at massive excess deaths right now, and what I and that's from that. Yeah, that's what I what I put it what I put the excess deaths on people. You know, I'm not going to turn around and say what what you think I would say because I know what you think I would say. What I'm going to say, I don't know what you would say. What I'm going to say is, I think a large cause of this is the um, the fact that we essentially closed most major services within the NHS, created backlogs, created waiting lists, created unworkable things. Uh, at some, especially in some trusts, I would say unnecessarily. And um, and unfortunately, we've got things like undiagnosed illness, like like John says, because of the way we the cancer services just went out. How many tens of thousands of people are walking around in this country right now don't even know they have cancer? They're ticking time bombs. Um, and and yeah. these are the reasons why I speak out and and say the things i do it's nothing to do i think with conspiracy i just think it's to do with common sense and pragmatism but you feel free to disagree well, probably then what seems to be what i'm gathering here is that it's more to do with um the company you keep or the your audience or something like that that is making you i don't know making people get the wrong idea of you thinking that you're more of a conspiracy theorist. Cause like, from what you're saying here, like we're both in agreement that we don't think like Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab created the uh, illness and made everyone stay in their home to I destroy all this that. stuff, which is the kind of thing that I'm talking about, which is the kind of thing that I'm trying to attack or, um, you know, demystify. And, and deconstruct and try to explain why this stuff is rubbish because a lot of people believe that you might not be one of those people you know but a lot of people do and you probably have a lot of those people in your audience because I, I, you're I, one of the you're well, a freedom I, family or you're, you're like first, that kind of guy first, you know I mean? first of all I, gu I guarantee i do and you know what i they uh, you know people in my audience not just on youtube but also on twitter disagree with a lot of what i'm saying sometimes and i will say i, I i'll tell you a story actually i'll tell you a story um there is seems to be an extreme contingent of people who believe everybody is a freemason who believe that uh, everybody that me, <laughs> everybody everybody is some kind of transvestite everybody is this see see it's, it's ridiculous and it got to the point where one of these people uh we have now a, a 999 marker on our house because they threatened to kill us because i wouldn't say i wouldn't say that viruses don't exist because the, the these people were you know 100 percent mm -hmm. terrain theory and once again germ theory terrain theory they're both theories and i think both have some merit i don't sit fully on either side i think there's some merit to obviously keeping your environment clean and i think there's some merit to uh well quite a bit of merit to transmissions of things because the, the, the one thing i say to these people is what the fuck is chicken pox then right <laughs> explain chicken pox party but but these people are off the reservation okay they are absolutely and i would say they are dangerous some of these people but i think 
you know, having interacted with a lot of these people, having spoken to a lot of these people in person, a lot of these people that believe the Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates stuff, ultimately they're harmless. They just, they just, they just believe stuff. And this is having spoken to them in person. But I, I, I want to know what your thoughts on that are. Um, yeah, pers personally, like the people are harmless. Like, I'm not saying like everyone's going to go out and like stab everyone and mm. like, like commit mass murder or something because they believe like the Great Reset and that you have to eat bugs for the rest of your life. That, that's not. I'm not it, eating no know? bugs. Like, my, my thing is, what's dangerous is the fact that through conspiracism, people can be manipulated to do some really crazy shit. There are crazy, there are really crazy shit. Like, come on, the insurrection or the attempted insurrection, because it didn't actually like, it didn't mm. work. So it's not a real insurrection, but the attempted insurrection, that was bad, man. So it, there's the Pizzagate shooting, the, the many other people, like, you know, I just, I just feel like when I see propaganda that is conspiracism and it's being spread by, by certain people that I just kind of want to jump in front of it and not get let people get hurt by it because I don't want them to be manipulated by these, these absolute lies. There are other conspiracies, though, that are not harmless. When it comes to, like you were just said, like thinking that everyone's trans, that is harmless. That is harmful. You know, that is not like, that's not inconsequential. I mean, the person I'm talking about Hate there. and bigotry is not. The, the person I'm talking about there, and this is real, and I have a folder and a dossier tweeted about me 3,000 times in 24 hours. Jesus. Free, because I would not say. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, yeah. So I get it from both sides. I get it from from your side and I get it from my side, right? Or I I I actually let me let me let me step back. I don't like to be on a side. I am on my side. <laughs> me neither. You guys put me on a side. But, but <laughs> you, else is putting me on okay, side. Well, okay, but I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying it to be you know hyperbolic, I guess. You know to put us in a place. But um, there are no sides. There are no sides because there are I, I take each person I find as an individual. And unfortunately, um, I think a lot of us and social media has definitely exacerbated this, by the way. A lot of what we are seeing is essentially mini cults. Cults are forming where people are getting stuck in their ways and that's not just on the freedom side that's also on the other side of things people get stuck in their ways they get stuck in their belief and if they are if they are at all challenged in any single one of their beliefs you can believe with them, you can agree with them on five out of six things but if one of their beliefs is challenged you must be destroyed and that's like the mutton crew and that's like people on the People over on, on, on the weird, everyone's a Freemason side. For example, they're like two extremes. This, that's, yeah. Hey, welcome to the internet. Welcome to social media. But, that is everywhere. Like people like do it, like people that like Ariana Grande and like other, someone, other bloody singer, like people rip each other apart over the dumbest shit. And people rip each other apart over 
like things that they think are really important. See the big thing here, like with like the Mountain Crew and say the Jicky Cult, as I call them, mm. like both sides think the other one's information is killing the population. Both sides think the same thing about the other yes, they do. people. Yes, you know? they do. And I think a lot of them don't understand that. They don't take into account like, oh, hold on, you're a mirror version of me. You think the same thing I think, but the opposite scale. Well, that's know? why I, I wish you, you know what would understand that a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I believe that. Shows, that... Like, our intent is is there. Our intent is like the the right thing on both of these sides. See, I believe that There's about trolls, obviously, but yeah, yeah, but I believe the same thing about the far right and the far left. I think they want exactly the same thing. They just call it something different. I think they're exactly the same. I think they're both bad for society, and um, you know, extremes. Extremes are bad, bro. I mean, this this is another question. Actually, this is another question I have for you. And I, I want actually, I want to pose to you something from the chat from somebody I think you probably know um, or know of. And it's just a comment that's come in, and I'm I'm going to read it verbatim. Uh, I I neither agree or disagree with this. I'm just giving it to you. It's from Charlotte Emma. And it says, oh, come on. Hey. <laughs> it, says, <Hello. laughs> it says, oh, come on, Brent. I like you. I know you're a good guy, but come on. How about the fact every single mutton troll we get is followed by you? Stop bringing the insurrection up. There are so many holes. That's what that says. Okay. Hey, the mutton crew, they love me. What can I say? I'm somebody who breaks down conspiracy theories they don't believe in conspiracy theories, so they found it very interesting when I came along to actually like, listen to my experience, to watch my journey. And they see like all these characteristics and all these things I've said in the conspiracy theorists. So like, you know, my work has been very helpful to them. So that's why I've obviously followed them and they follow me. Like there's, there's no conspiracy here. We're not in the fucking 77 of Charlotte. You know this. Like, I'm just a dude. Do you know what? <laughs> but. Do you know what? Yeah, and, and as for the insurrection, don't don't give me that um, freaking false flag Antifa crap. Like, we have, we have to do do a, a episode on that. We have got it in, for some dare call it conspiracy, we've got it in the, in the list. Like, we're going to do the January 6th insurrection. Was it a false flag or not? And we do check like everything you know we do go through it all we're going to go through all the tucker cross and stuff and we're going to actually break it down right but i don't think there's as many holes as like tucker and people like that are trying to show i think they're very disingenuous with the information that they provide it's very framed yeah but i i would say that's the same for all mainstream news I would say all, all mainstream news is wanting to purport, well, is wanting to perpetuate a narrative, and and people to, for people to say that a mainstream news organisation doesn't have bias, I don't believe it. I think, I mean, if if you look at like Fox News, they're definitely right wing bias. If you look at CNN, they're definitely left yeah. bias. Yeah. MSNBC probably quite far left, I would say. Um, they're, they're, but then, they're... don't you think that mainstream media isn't a thing? Like, isn't a one thing that moves in one direction. It's a bunch of different, like, entities that have it has its own agendas. Yeah, and this is why I don't like them. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, this is this is. But you're not. But most people act like the mainstream media is just like parroting one narrative. It isn't. 
reflect many I mean, different narratives. I will say many different agendas by different political groups. I I, I will say, um, and and you know, there is some some responses here, um, including it was disingenuous withholding the CCTV. And I would agree there, if we're talking about that, it was indeed disingenuous to withhold the CCTV. Everything should have been shown. But in doing... Which, which CCTV? I, I think they're talking about the shaman being... Oh, January 6th. Yeah. I think they're talking about the shaman being shown around. However, you know what? I, I, I would agree in that situation because in doing so, in my opinion, they made that situation worse. So... <laughs> In, in withholding that CCTV, this is just my opinion, in withholding that CCTV, they created the ability for the pushback to happen. If they had just released it along with everything else, perhaps it wouldn't have been such a blow-up story as it was, shall we say. I don't think we needed the CCTV when we had live footage of like the front entrance and the the people and seeing Ashley Babbitt get shot and all of that, like we saw it live, we saw it on the day, like yeah. right there, at the, at the end of the day. Like, yeah. But yeah, we look at all, we look at everything, we'll check it out. And you know what, I I you know I, I'm my audience. Uh, I don't care if they have a go at you. I'm me. I'm going to listen to some of your episodes because I'm very interested. Do you just do them on audio, or are you doing them on video as well? Yeah, just audio at the minute. We haven't really got it set up to do video so when we're done with this um, send me some links maybe in the public you know because i i am in, i am interested because the reason i'm interested is oh dear my my air max just fell over that could be interesting but um, the, the reason the reason i'm interested is because i say to people and john says to people on the show that when you're looking at a situation conspiracy or not the news for example don't just look at your one source. Don't just look at your CNNs. Don't just look at your Fox News. In fact, don't look, just look in your mainstream. If you want to come to a, an opinion on something, make sure that you've got all of the information from all sources so you can form and force your own opinion. Um, yeah. the, the, the main like I was a truther for 15 years. I'm someone who researched stuff. I'm someone who mm. checked different sources. You know, I, I, you, Everyone would have called me a critical thinker and all this stuff like these many years ago why do you think I, i've changed that of course i you don't change that you know i still am a critical thinker okay still am looking at i look at both sides or all sides and I, if i hear a claim you know everyone goes does that sound right or does that sound wrong and other people you know what kind of goes on in my head is well why does it sound right let's look for that Let's find out why that would sound, why that would be right. Yeah. Is there anything? And then if I think to myself, well, that doesn't sound, that doesn't sound right. It sounds pretty wrong. I have to go say, oh, well, why? Why is it wrong? Not why does it feel wrong? You know, why is it actually wrong? Mm -hmm. Like we all have our gut instinct. We all have our, our way of interpreting the knowledge, but the information, but you got to go and back that information up with some knowledge and find out exactly why that's wrong or why that's right yeah that's what i try and do and that's what i'm like i said okay quickly just we but, forgot this we skipped this past there's going to be people in the comments saying this no i'm not a shill i did not mean to skip that we just talked about something else you know do you I'm know not what? i'm not an agent i'm not paid by anybody i have a normal day job and i run this podcast and I, that's all i do you know yeah um got a patreon that's cool sound um 
Yeah, go for it. I, I actually received a message earlier on, um, a message from someone who has been trying to debate you for some time. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I know that one. Yes. Uh, 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 someone I've known and met on a personal level, Nick Cotton. Okay. Um, and he Which, said... Before we go further, because it came up earlier when you were talking. Yeah. Um, because, because of you saying, like, you, you're labeled a conspiracy theorist, mm -hmm. and you're, you're not. You know, you don't believe in conspiracies. And in my mind, I'm thinking, hmm, what would you think of Nick Cotton then? Like, is this guy a conspiracy theorist? Right. So... Um, the thing is, I've met and I know Nick, right? I've, I've met him a, f a few times. Um, he's very passionate, he, as you've probably seen. He, uh, yeah. And all I can say to you is, you know, in person, every time I've met him, he's been nothing but lovely to me. And he knows ideologically that me and him disagree on a fair few things, right? But all I can say is he's been nothing. But I want to read you a message because um, he also says... Well, he said it's hard. It's hard because you won't agree to a debate with him, and obviously we know that you you don't want to have a debate with him. That's fair enough. But he said, "I also believe he's genuine, not a shill or whatever." So he does believe you're genuine. I will just say that. I just I just Good. wanted to, I just wanted to let you know that. Um, I think uh, he's had enough um, interactions with me to see that I'm not actually a professional at anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's. This is a this is a good this is a a good conversation I think and I, I think this is it's good to to get to know what people are thinking I, I, I'm I'm enjoying this but the question that I have I do have another question is what do you think because I saw a comment from you the other day and it got me thinking and that comment was about linking the idea of conspiracies conspiracism to people being far right now I've been labelled this as well simply for do and i want to know how we get there how do you get to that way of thinking and and you know i, I want to hear it and i want to know if i need to challenge it so let, let's hear it okay um the thing is is that most of this conspiracism the world view that the world is run by a conspiracy that ideology that i've been talking about the thing that i believed in yeah essentially starts as a uh the word reactionary conservative uh idea yeah okay it comes from what i can gather like this version of this this conspiracy comes pretty much from uh john robeson and uh augustine barrowell in the late 1700s like around the time of french revolution okay like they're blaming the revolution on the illuminati and like they're thoughts you know are essentially far right they mm -hmm. are essentially reactionary traditionalist christ uh, catholic yeah those um that ideology kind of moves you know permeates up until like the 1900s and it starts also being like promoted by more right-wing fascists it seems to be like um, really attractive to Nazis for some reason, really attractive to fascists. And it's not saying that people who are like, believe me, I'm not saying 
if you believe in a conspiracy theory or you are a conspiracist, that you're a fascist, that you are right wing, or that you're a Nazi or any of that stuff, I'm not saying that because I was one for 15 years and I was not far right at all. But that ideology is, it is perpetuated by those people, it is like created by those people. Yeah, but the same like, could be said for the far left. I'm not talking about that, though. I'm talking about specific type of conspiracism yeah. and the conspiracism of the Illuminati New World Order. Like, I think far left sort of conspiracies delve way much more into, like, CIA and um, intelligence services and stuff like that. They don't really have this Illuminati New World Order right. version of it. Like, yes, conspiracism and conspiracies like are across the spectrum totally like it, it it appeals to everyone and i think it appeals to people who have a populist yeah mindset so like yourself like myself we're we're both you know lefties essentially and you know we do have this populist sort of ideal of there is an elite there's an elite rule, ruling class, and then there's the rest of us. Oh, I think you know, the, the only divide. I think the only divide that matters in this world is the divide of classes, because the people in the top at the top want yeah. to stay at the top, and they want us to stay in our place. I don't think that's a and conspiracy. I think that's, I think I think that's, that's probably true. No. Yeah. Um. But that can be manipulated. That can be like built upon. Oh yeah, but those elite people. Or the Jews, or are this thing, or that thing, and in my like, just my research into this, into the last five years of like, why did I believe this? Who, who were the people that I listened to? Um, where all these ideas were from? They, these are all far right libertarians, essentially. Yeah, it's, it's that sort of end of the spectrum, you know, it, libertarian. All right. Well, isn't libertarian essentially the antithesis of fascism? Because liber well, no, because libertarian essentially. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I was gonna, I was gonna say something different. Go for it. Because fascism uh, is inherently authoritarian. It has to be, and so surely libertarianism is the antithesis. And let's not get into. Well, I don't like the far right. Okay, I know people who are far right or would would purport to be far right and i've shook their hands and i spent time with them and you know and, and i've spoken to them just the same as people who are far left and people who are all in between but uh, the ideology is just not something i agree with but i think fundamentally if somebody is a libertarian even if they are far right libertarian they can't fall into the line of fascism really because Inherently, fascism, as well as things like communism, need to be authoritarian in order to be um, implemented. Because without the authoritarian side of it, you cannot implement these things. Yeah. Essentially, don't they use like the same sort of uh, enemies, like refugees and, and some other kind of people, like as, as the baddies, you know, like they're the invaders of the countries like that's what it's kind of you know that's that's a good is. question actually I, i'm sorry i've just got a question in the chat from charlotte emma it says what do you both define as far right 
uh, ultra-conservative. Ultra-conservative, reactionary. Reactionary is definitely the key, and that's the harking back to a better conservative time. I'm a progressive, so I'm the opposite of that. I want to evolve. I want a society to get better. I don't believe that there was a great time behind us. I believe in a progressive. So to me, a reactionary is someone who's far right. I don't necessarily like think that you have to be a Nazi or a fascist or like an absolute racist or any of that kind of stuff to have these sort of beliefs and these ide- ideologies. You know, I, I don't think like Charlotte, Charlotte's a great person here. I don't think she's an actual bigot. I think she's she wonderful. Posts, like the most horrible fucking trans anti-trans stuff on that on her on her page and i i mean i, I, I say disgusting. i say i think you she's know, wonderful i've spoken to her i don't think she's a horrible bigoted person she's funny she's a creative like I, i've liked her too for for a while i think she's cool but you know there's certain things that she posts that i think is pushing like far-right ideas far-right talking points and i think that's been what like conspiracy movement has really been infiltrated by that do you think much more over the last few years but do you think and and i do think this by the way but do you think these terms have been far right let's use that as an example have been so diluted at this point that you don't really know what they mean um and and they're thrown around like a smear they're thrown around like an insult they're chucked at people like i say i've been called it I've been called it, and and all all I think, right? I I am I, every time I do a political compass test, and I've done it a load of times. I'm I'm left of center in the libertarian sphere. That's what I am. I'm I'm a freedom loving guy, and I don't care what you look like. I don't care where you come from. I don't care who you pray to. I don't care who you sleep with. And when it comes to you know people being trans. Let's let's talk about that for a sec because you you brought it up. Uh, I think anybody should be able to live their life as they see fit, as long as they don't start imposing things on others. Simple as that. Yeah. Um. That's right. And and I don't think that that that's far right. And and you know what? When it comes to when it comes to that sort of sort of ideology, um, and 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 the anti ideology. Once again, we're on YouTube, so we kind of have to be careful. Um, but I, I see where people are coming from because, you know, I'll give you my quick, my quick thought of it. I believe people should be able to have single sex spaces and, and, uh, Disneyland Paris, <laughs> I'll give this as, as an example, have started running trials of free bathrooms. You've got a male bathroom, you've got a female bathroom, and you've got an anyone and everyone bathroom. And I think that that's probably the solution. The three bathroom solution. Yep. Yeah, I grew up in Germany, bro. We had unisex toilets as well. Well, I used to go clubbing. We had men's, women's, and unisex. So, like, I don't see the problem with that. Like, I think it would be best. But, like, there's so... Like, I feel like the argument always comes down to, like, a really, like, fairy tale version Mm -hmm. of what could happen. Some, some, Some horror fucking story essentially i mean these things you know some big burly big burly bloke goes in with a dress and is like no i'm a woman and i'm gonna rape people like i don't think that's what's gonna be but we need to think about the people that that you know are passing as well like the people that like there's i know trans trans people who just want to live their lives yeah 
people just want to look like and and some people want like <laughs> i just think certain people coming into a toilet that like look very much like a man or very much like a let's woman. face it like, if blair yeah, white walks in a toilet to use the yeah. fucking... thank you that's what i was thinking I'm just saying, like, in defense, if Blair White walked in the toilet, nobody's going to know. Yeah. And if she walked into our toilet, we're all going to know. And once again, someone else has said in my chat, uh, what about the women's sports thing? And do you know what? I have an opinion on that. And my opinion is the same as the bathroom. We need a new division. It's as simple as that. Because it comes down to the each sport, each sporting body. I think I don't think it's up to us. I think the discussion should be had at the sports bodies and they should decide what's good for their sport. You know, if, if it is, it isn't, if, if it matters, if it doesn't, whatever. So like, before we start wrapping it's up, us. it's our conversation, it's our conversation to have really. So before we start wrapping up and I am really enjoying this conversation and at the end of it, I'm going to invite you back by the way, cause I am enjoying this. <laughs> um, Bring your friend on next time. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to, I was, I was going to invite yeah. you um, to, to come and speak with both of us. I would really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but I want yeah, I, I want to ask, do you think, because let's face it, let's face it, let's go back to when you were what you coined a conspiracist. You would probably believe everything you read on social media, like lots of people do now. Um, you would you would probably see something that looked like a quote-unquote conspiracy, and you go, oh my god, because a lot of people do that. You know, oh my god, this person's doing this with adrenochrome or something like, well, don't get me started there. I don't want to get started there, to be honest. Mm. But um, do you think, possibly, and this is why I want to go right back to the beginning of the conversation, I would like to challenge you to think about the way you believe things now, just as you would then. Do you think maybe you are doing the same right now, but with what would be considered mainstream sources or or legitimate sources or, or things like that. I don't know if I'm wording this right, but I hope you get the gist of what I'm saying. Um, no, I don't think it's the same, essentially. Um, yes, I'm passionate about like things that I learn, and I've always been like that. Yeah. So, like that part of me hasn't changed. Like, of course, the thing is, is I don't believe this thing. And I try to have a bit more of an open mind. I thought I was open-minded before, but I, I obviously wasn't. I was just like, still had blinkers on and I'm trying to be much more open-minded again, again, like this is the entire reason I'm doing everything I'm doing. Right. It's the reason I'm doing the podcast. It's the reason I'm doing Twitter, all that stuff. It's for my journey. It's from my exploration. I'm trying to show you me learning. This isn't true or that's not true. You know, there's a lot of things that, that built up this ideology. There's a lot of things that built up this belief system. All right. They're like all of the different conspiracy theories, JFK, etc. you know, all these different little ones. Yeah. And my belief in like a new world order Illuminati broke down, but there's all these other ones that I don't know. Mm -hmm. what i think anymore so princess diana i don't know yeah what happened i don't know what i used to believe so what i've done is tried to press reset on all of those beliefs all of that stuff and i'm, I'm going to go back through it and find out and as i'm finding out that's where i'm, I'm making like the, the statement the proclamation that 
this isn't true. But that's why I haven't said like anything about JFK. I haven't said anything about Princess Diana. Mm-hmm. There, there's many things I haven't said or talked about because I don't know. So, you know, and I'll just say I don't know. My uh, my partner else, John. I'm going to go through it. My partner John and a guy called Ed uh, run a show once a month on this channel called Down the Rabbit Hole, where they go and take a look at the conspiratorial side of conspiracies and and they run things off and i think you might be interested in taking a look it's entirely up to you there's a playlist down the rabbit hole over on the channel um it's if anything it's quite entertaining um you know i'm up for that i'll I'll have a listen definitely listen tomorrow at work but they 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 enjoy talking i've been on a couple of them but it's not really my Seen, you know, and I leave them to do their own thing. And I'm starting this type of thing once a month as well, where I'm going to go one on one with somebody and have a conversation. It might be someone I disagree with or not, or, or you know, just just interesting general conversations. Um, and I've really enjoyed this one. We've 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 I think we've got some common ground. Um, I think there are things and places in which we disagree and i think there are places we could explore deeper and that's why once again i'm gonna once again i'm gonna extend that invitation for you to come and join me and john for another episode um could be in the next Absolutely. next few weeks um and and also um we will we, we will offer ourselves up to join you on on some dare call it conspiracy if you'd like and we quite happily come down a rabbit hole with you and, and explore something with you. <laughs> We'd be happy to Maybe do come that. down the January 6th one with us. Well, well, fair enough. If you're extending, <laughs> if you're extending the invite, we'd be quite happy to come and join you. We'll think about it. We'll, yeah. we'll try and see what we can sort out. Charlotte says, even I've enjoyed it. So <laughs> I think that's the seal of approval uh, here. And, and, you know, I did say in the tweet, if people were expecting sensationalism, if they were expecting an argument, they were expecting a debate, that's not how I do things, and that's not how I like to do things, because I don't think people can move forwards, and I don't think people can have a decent conversation and walk away smiling if you do that. And also, what, we're going to shout at one another just so we can get a little clip that we can put out on Twitter for likes yeah. and clicks. What's the I'm point? not here to own people. I'm not here to. I'm not here to own people. I'm not here to get owned. I'm here to have a conversation about some some real something something real. Yeah, and and I agree with you. And you know, we can. I think we can probably explore things like JFK and stuff a bit deeper. Um, yeah, I know what I believe. Once oh, yeah. again, uh, I do. I know what I believe, but that's for another hey, I'm time. Open. I'm open to something. I'm open to it. I'm open to something happening, Princess Diana. I'm, I seem to be open to a lot of assassinations. So they just did the That's Princess. Di- I come to think to myself, they did a Princess Diana episode of Rabbit Hole about two weeks ago. Yeah. So I, I mean, like, I, I wanted like we did an Epstein episode, and like I wanted him to have done it himself, but I don't think the evidence is there. But generally, yeah, I seem to seem to look into thinking that assassinations might have more to it than what's what's told who knows we'll, I, we'll find I, out i i think so as well but the thing is ultimately when it comes to these sorts of things realistically the only people that will know for sure will be the people that were there and i want to leave you with mm. with this 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 idea and and this is an idea we put out on chasing descent and and uh, I, I would ask you to adopt this idea as well you don't have to but on every episode we make sure we ask people to not believe a word we say. 
And the reason we do that is because we tell people to not blindly believe anything anyone says, including us. And we turn around to them yeah. and we say, if you agree with us, fantastic. If you don't agree with us, fantastic. Because you've thought about it, you've looked at the evidence, and you've come to your own conclusion. And that is something I, I ask everybody to adopt. And I'm asking you, would you adopt uh, the idea of telling people not to believe you and to just go and look for themselves? I, I co-sign that. Don't believe a damn thing I say. Just, like, go and look for yourself. Exactly. Do your uh, research. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, for the first time, because he has accepted to come back, I would like to thank you, Brentley, for joining me for this first one-on-one. -on -one. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. The chat has thoroughly enjoyed it. So I think we've done Excellent. our job. Now I've just got to find the thank outro. You, uh, before we go, tell them where they can find you. Tell them where your, your podcast is. Tell them everything. Yeah. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for having me. It was was a great conversation. Uh, I thought it would be. You know, I really thought it would be. But yeah, you can find us, some dare call it conspiracy.com or some dare call it conspiracy on any of your podcast apps. Uh, I'm at Brentley SDCIC on Twitter, some dare call it conspiracy, um, and at Brentley TV on YouTube. So some dare call it conspiracy, podcasts everywhere. At Brentley SDCIC on Twitter and at Brentley TV on YouTube. Thank you so much for having me, Ben. Uh, can't wait to come back. Thank you very much. And thank anyone who has been watching, whether you've been watching on YouTube, Twitter, Rumble. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. And one more thing I've got to say it's been great for you. Because I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah, I'ma do shit my way So you can go kick rocks I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make Yo, I got a lot of shit to say So I'ma do this every day I'll be writing things until I'm fucking buried in my grave